they're large in charge and in they're about to barge. Here are Cliff and Kindle. Checking it twice, gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, so are we? Have we begun, Kendall? I'm sorry. Oh, I, I thought just, that was part of it, Cliff. I was all into it. I was it. jamming to some Bing Crosby Christmas hits over here. You no, don't I'm mind me. You better not cry. You better not cry. I'm telling you why. Oh, I did. I did prepare one solo. Are you ready? Yes. All right. <clears throat> I heard the on Christmas Day their old familiar play. The sound is sweet, the song repeats of peace on earth to men. Merry Christmas, everybody! If I also have one ready, here we go. All right. Heart, Calda. Sweet silver, all seem to thrill Kerza. Okay. I like it. Also, don't forget silver, <laughs> silver. It's Christmas time in the city. Hear them. It's soon, it will be Christmas Day. Beautiful. Also, Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Let it, let it, let it. All right. <laughs> Kendall, it's a fun old-fashioned family Christmas hoedown here. Old-fashioned sing-along. This, week. this is the time where we just speak in chants and uh, reboot Sybil, reboot Sybil. Beverly Hills, what a thrill. Beverly Hills, what a thrill. Beverly Hills, what a thrill. And Love those chants. God bless us, everyone. Kendall, this is how how have you been celebrating the holidays, the holidays, the holidays so far? Well, I've been All of them, each one. Stuffing my face. Because that's how we like to celebrate the holidays. That's how I know that the holidays are happening if I've got a mouthful of food. And that's what lets me know what holiday we're in. Because I'm like, oh. Am I tasting pumpkin? Am I tasting gingerbread? You know, so that it's like a, a a calendar for me, like a calendar. Calendar in my mouth. It is. I love a big mouth calendar, Kendall. That's one of the favorite things our listeners love. These are a few of their favorite about the holidays: things. mouth calendars and dingers, <laughs> and fat men with podcasts. Love them. Love them. Love them. Love but, them. but we're not talking about fat men with podcasts. That's the subtext as we. We've uh, touched on before. Oh, now well, I'm sorry, Kendall. What is this 
event that Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Chart and Mr. Snodbottom. Oh, we what are they doing over it. there? What is? What even? Oh, oh my God! Are they dipping their own candy canes? Is oh that what God. this? Well, I don't look. Th- there are so many games that are in this Masters of Christmas relay or whatever you want to call it competition that I don't even know some of these. It's like. If, if it was Halloween, I would know, like, bobbing for apples or certain things you do, but they've got, like, Christmas wrapping stations and, like you said, candy cane dipping, all kind of fun things to do. All the things. Okay, so what are they doing? It, it, this is their dipping their own candy canes, and if they win, they move on to the next Yeah, well, there's, thing to- they're, like, they start out with, like, uh, 30 different people, and they kind of whittle them down as they go. They So, like, you can only have, I think, 15 winners in the candy cane dipping process, and then... Those 15 winners go on to the next round, and they have to, uh, 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 I think, do an, an outdoor decoration display, which is outdoor over there. And then the then they whittle those down, and they have to go to the next round, and they have Christmas wrapping, where they have to wrap presents. And they just keep moving down the line until there are only two left, and that's the Christmas tree decoration contest. I mean, is there any doubt that Mr. Snodbottom and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn are going to win the whole thing and be the Christmas masters well, or whatever for Fizzy 111? They are the favored uh, to win. I-, I bet some money on them. I'm not going to lie. Whoa, Kendall, are you the next one we're going to have a gambling intervention for? You know, Mrs. <laughs> no, Potter I Butter like Butter Churn. quiet, you know, but I, I just want to make a little money because you know they're going to win. I don't know, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, she learned her lesson with that gambling years ago. Well, as you can see, I have yet to do the same. So There's a lot of lessons for you left <laughs> to learn, Kendall. It's so, But so little time. A lot of lessons, so little time. And a lot of countdowns, but so little time (laughs) for us to do. So many countdowns. It's the final countdown. It's a Christmas countdown. Kendall, would you please, I've done everything so far this episode, would you please just let our listeners know what we are counting down this week? We're, We're counting down the best supporting characters from Christmas movies or specials. Oh, I love not don't the you? heroes from those movies, not the number ones, but the number twos on the call sheets, the number threes, the number fours. The number, the further down you go, not the Rudolphs, but maybe the Prancers or the Vixens, unless they're not from yeah. the movie Prancer. From the movie Prancer, Prancer is out. Out, out. Remember out, that movie Prancer? Out, out, out. Yes. Do you? Yes. Do you really? How old? I don't remember what happens in it, but I remember the movie. I saw Damn it. it. Well, so many years ago, and I just remember it being so sad, and I don't think I'd ever want to watch it again, but I think I went <laughs> I, to the theater, and we were just bummed the hell out, because it was like Prancer gets lost from the rest of the pack or something, right? Yeah. Well, see, and the whole time I'm thinking how bad the animatronic looked. <laughs> oh, it looked it looked real to me, Kendall. It, oh, it was, I thought it was so like jerky and oh, please, not real. Yeah, yeah. You your standards were so high as a five year old, right? I forgot. But anyway, Fair Kendall, enough. we're not talking about the movie Prancer or your weird interpretations of it. <laughs> we're t- unless maybe we are. Maybe it's coming up. I don't know. But we're going to count down like we said those lesser, bigger, <laughs> lesser bigger characters. Lesser not, bigger characters. Not your Ralphies. Not your Kevins. Not your Scrooges. But your others, and the rest, your professors and Marianne, those types. Exactly. The ones that really matter. The ones that, you know, without the professor and Marianne, there was no Gilligan. 
or the skipper, okay? How could there be? How could there be? To use a non-Christmas metaphor. <laughs> for people more familiar <laughs> with Gilligan's Island than Christmas, which is we're probably... Not, we're not on point. We're not. You know, a lot of millennials know a lot more about Gilligan's Island than Christmas, and that's it's really <laughs> our fault for not educating them, so we're going to do our bit this week on the show. Happy holidays! We're just staying on point. All right, Cliff. So I've got a space coin over here. All right, flip. I'm gonna need you to flip it. Flip, flip that bird. Call it heads or tails. Give me some tail. Oh, heads, Cliff. Oh, so you get to start us off. I get to start, which means you get to finish us off, which is the best part of anything. (laughs) (laughs) I do know exactly who should be number one, and my only fear is that if you somehow misposition this person on the list before we get to number one. That's my only fear. Oh, God. Well, I'm terrified <laughs> already. <laughs> Which is why we're going to start with number 10, Cliff. Number 10, listeners, if you're thinking, is this number one? No, this is number 10. And it's still an honor, and I still am dying to know who Kendall is listing as number 10 on our greatest secondary slash supporting slash minor slash not star Christmas characters. Thank you. Thank you, Cliff. Thank you for alliterating that out, so now I don't have to. Cliff, number 10 is the magician from Frosty the Snowman. The snowman, the very happy soul, with a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. The magician. Tell us about him. Cliff, uh, you know that magic that came around one day? That didn't just come around from nowhere. That magician brought it in his hat that he had. That ma- that magician's hat is what brought Frosty to life, and he was such a great nemesis for the story, and uh, and he was a magician. So I thought he was a very underappreciated character from Frosty the Snowman. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. Now, what is his name? The magician. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to have to Google it. What is his name? <laughs> Cliff... At, this just only further proves my point that he is underappreciated. I'm Googling him right now. All right, I'm with you. He was great. You know, now I love in the special when Santa puts him in its place. Says, look, bitch, if you want any gifts from now on, <laughs> you're going to give Frosty your damn hat. And does anybody out there remember what Frosty's first words were? Shout it, kids. Happy birthday! Happy birthday. <laughs> Professor... Hinkle, Cliff. Professor the Hinkle. antagonist and the magician hired to perform at the school's Christmas party. Oh, I love it. He was not named Oatmeal. He was named Professor Hinkle. <laughs> Oatmeal. Oatmeal. Cliff, that's number 10. And that's number 10. All right, which leads us to number <gasps> nine. Hit us with number nine, Cliff. Ow. All right. Kendall, I don't know if you can tell my piano is working over here this week. It is working. I could tell that was not just a weird cummerbund this week. It looks <laughs> like a keyboard and you're playing it and we're just going to go on with our show anyway. Kendall, number nine is another magical person, believe it or not. And this is from... I'm I'm starting a little bit obscure here, but most people will. Uh, Ooh, sorry. (laughs) Most people who haven't turned off after that will know (laughs) exactly what I'm talking about. It's from, this character is from 
a movie about 35 years ago. It was a TV movie that it still gets replayed these days. It stars the one, the only, the savior of the human race, Dolly Parton herself. And it's called Smoky Mountain Christmas. Remember this? Oh, oh yeah, Smoky, Smoky Mountain, Mountain Christmas. Christmas. And it comes on, and it every really often because it's Dolly, and people are like, "Shit, yes, shit, yes show this shit, movie show every this year." Movie. So the story goes like this: for the few people who know more about Gilligan's Island than Christmas, <laughs> starts out Dolly. She's playing a very Dolly-like character, a big world-famous singer, actress, songwriter, who the paparazzi can't get enough of, and she's just tired of it and had it all. She's had it up to here, and I'm pointing to the boob level right here. Uh, with the paparazzi and Hollywood and celebrity, okay? So she's got to get away for Christmas. So she runs out to where her Smoky Mountain home, not her home, but her home in the mountains, in a friend's home. And so she goes to this old cabin in the woods, and uh uh-oh, cabin in the woods being occupied by a group of runaway orphans, wouldn't you know? Of course, that's where they go to hide always. Which they quickly bond form a beautiful loving relationship that's not not my character my character is another (laughs) person in the town and oh she is someone you might not expect to see in this movie she is a magical mountain witch woman named jezebel jezebel (laughs) and she jezebel notices that the man she loves the sheriff has a little crush on the new blonde in town, Dolly. So what does Jezebel do? But she goes down to her witch lair, not unlike the Snow White witch's lair, basically the exact same lair, cauldron and all, goes, casts spells, tries to just kill Dolly. But Dolly's, of course, innate goodness and light and beauty and wonder wins out at the end of the day. But not before Jezebel does create a poison pie that makes Dolly fall asleep until the tears of one of the orphans wakes her up for good. Spoiler alert. Always the tears. Always the tears. Always the tears. Anyway, my number nine pick for supporting secondary character. (laughs) Jezebel! The Mountain Witch! Love it. Love those mountain witches. Yes, and when I was a kid, this actress... I thought this actress, I thought it was Elvira out of her Elvira costume. Because <laughs> she really does look kind of like Elvira when Elvira's not dressed up as Elvira. Yeah. And, but she's also, she's in Ruthless People, this actress, and she's had a murder she wrote, I know. So, anyway, she's great, not Elvira. Uh, it's the only way it could have been better is if it had been. But <laughs> I've had some people like that in my childhood that I thought were the same actor. Yeah. And later I was like, oh, that's completely different people. Yeah. So, but anyway, if you're out there looking for Smoky Mountain Christmas, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. I, of course, have a DVD that I transferred from an old VHS from where I taped it off of the USA cable channel one year. And that's what I watch. But I think for you, Kendall, it might be on YouTube if you don't want to come all the way down to my motel room to borrow my DVD. Well, I'll see if I can make it. (laughs) See if you can make it. Cliff, number eight. Moving number right along. Eight. Moving right along. We put your life on at Christmas time. Cliff, number eight. <gasps> is a as a creature that often doesn't get the recognition it deserves. And that is, of course, Oogie. Oogie. 
from the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh oh. You're joking. You're, You're joking. joking. You can't believe my eyes. You gotta be. You can't be the right guy. You're joking. You're joking. I can't believe my eyes. You're joking me. You gotta be. This can't be the right guy. He's ancient. He's ugly. I don't know which is worse. I might just split a seam now if I don't die laughing first. We are, we have started with the evil, the villains here. Well, yeah. Uh, now, that's why I didn't preface it saying it was like not the top of the list. I'm moving up to the good. Well, I, Spoiler alert. I don't, it gets better. Uh, well, I might have more villains, come to think of it. Maybe not. All right, so Oogie Boogie, he's made of bugs. And what do you think, like, Oogie Boogie, what is his deal? Well, probably because he's fat, yeah. like we are. And he fat lives bitch. alone. He's misunderstood. And he just, all he wants to do is eat. Yeah. You know, and they deliver him this prime yeah. course of Santa Claus. Yeah. And he's like, got to take care of this. That's what I do. I guess coming from a fat perspective, it, you can see why he really hates Jack Skellington. Because Jack Skellington has that great gold mm-hmm. weight body of being only yeah. bones. Not even skin and bones, just bones. Yeah. yeah. It's really the old good versus evil Fat versus, versus skinny. Fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, story. <laughs> You're right. So that's why I like Oogie Boogie, because I identify with him. And you can't take that away from me. No, no, no. no. You can't take that away, away from, from me. me. All right, Kato, number seven. Oh, shit. Shit, shit, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Let me talk about this for just a moment. There's a wonderful. Let's talk about sex, baby. baby. Let's talk about Christmas. <laughs> hey, Kendall. I somehow it was overlooked on our greatest sequel countdown, but there's a great sequel. It's about Christmas called Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. Uh, how could we overlook that? How could we overlook it? I'm sure it was an oversight on our part. But number seven comes from. Home Alone, Lost in New York. Now, which is an interesting movie, because it's very David Lynch in some ways. Kendra, I don't know if you realize this, but Home Alone 2 is very David Lynch in some ways, because, you know, there's that one scene where Kevin is coming into the plaza, and he's just, he meets this terrifying monster that's just never heard from again for the whole rest of the movie, which is very David Lynch, okay? But that's yeah. that's not my pick for greatest character, the terrifying monster of Home Alone Thank 2. God. It's also not the the wonderful bird woman that we love in in the homeless part of the park who sees Count Basie and Sinatra from her position as bird woman. It's another person, Kendall. He's a little bit nosy. He is a uh, concierge maybe or he just is <laughs> he works there and he just he just gets this bug in his bonnet about why is Kevin here all alone? Why is his credit card processing and it's been stolen? I'm talking about the great character played by Tim Curry in Home Alone 2. And, you know, he's the one. He thinks there's something weird about Kevin. So he just, what does he do? Like anybody, he just sneaks into his room one night. <laughs> Hears somebody singing in the shower and he goes in to investigate. But luckily, Kevin, of course, in a very Kevin moment, has already rigged up this whole thing where it's a clown in the shower and he plays this recording of Uncle Frank. says, Oh, you're cooking, Frankie. <laughs> and he gets a little bit skeezed out. But anyway. Only Tim Curry could make this slimy concierge 
just one of the great Christmas characters of all time. From Home Alone 2, Kendall, Concierge, played by Tim Curry. Cliff, you know, most concierges just don't have the level of commitment as, as that concierge did. To sneak into rooms, to find out, I mean, he could have been arrested for pedophilia, but he just kept going. He's like, I gotta, I gotta check in on this. He wanted to know, you know, there's, maybe he thought Kevin was in trouble. And not just yeah. a mischievous tot alone in the city. He, they go the extra mile at that hotel. They do go the extra mile at the plaza. Stay there the next time you're in New York City, folks. <laughs> this show is not brought to you by the Plaza Hotel. No. Oh, now look out there. Oh, 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 oh my. Oh, oh. oh, here you are. Are you guys winning? Are you doing great? I saw you dipping your candy canes earlier. And what was that thing you just did? Was that kiss under the mistletoe for as long as you can? Oh, yes, dear. Well, we, we, of course, won that round with no problem. Oh, oh, oh Sugar Lump, I think we've been practicing for that one for years. Oh, yes. <laughs> no mistletoe needed. <laughs> well, so what? Uh, what's up next? Yeah, what is the big next Thing. Oh dear, well the next one up is the outdoor decorating part of the contest. Oh yes, I know we'll be able to do it, Sugar Lump. <laughs> Your visions of sugar plums are oh, 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 breathtaking. Oh, dear, if we could only get up high enough. <laughs> I hope so. I hope to, now, do you get to use a ladder or do you just have to climb that pole over there or what is it? Dear, well there's, there's certain ladders that are, are accepted but only the, the approved ladders from the Fizzy 111 Christmas decorating team. Oh yes, the latter must get approval from the team, boys, of course. You don't want to repeat from Christmas Vacation, Cliff, where they go flying down off the ladder. Oh, I don't. I would not want that at all. And I wouldn't want a big sheet of ice to come straight through the window and ruin my <laughs> stereo. And why is the carpet all wet, Cliff? <laughs> I don't know, Margo. <laughs> What in place are you talking about, dear? Margo, <laughs> who are these people you're speaking of, boys? I'm not sure. I think they've overdosed on eggnog again. <laughs> oh, lay off the eggnog, Clifford. Uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, look, dear, they're breaking out the lights. We must get ready for that for the next competition. Oh, yes, dear. Oh, let's pray quickly before we're, we go. Dear Lord, bless our, bless our mission. All right. I hope they oh, oh they line up. They re- oh look at them do those back stretches over there. That's interesting. I think they're more limber than we are. Kendall doesn't take much to be more limber than we are. I've met. <laughs> so. yeah, don't make me start crying on this Christmas episode. <laughs> Kendall, the tears have it. Is it time for number six, Cliff? Yes, that's why I was beating this thing over here. Time for number six. All right, Cliff, number six. I'm not dinging the bell because I'm Kevin at the plaza waiting for somebody to check me in. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. Three left, right? Uh, I have no idea, and I can't be bothered to stop and do the math now. Okay, good. You're you're the evens. Uh, Uh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Cliff, a movie that we both hold near and dear to our hearts and that is the Muppet Christmas Carol oh yeah don't you love it it's one of the best 
It's in the so singing of a street corner choir. It's going home, it's and, going getting home and getting warm by the fire. fire. It's, it's true wherever you find love. love it feels like Christmas. It feels like Christmas. It is the message of the spirit. The message, if we hear it, is make it last all year. Exactly, Kendall. Whom have you chosen from Christmas oh, Carol? Cliff, I almost forgot what we were even doing. I was just singing along, hitting wrong notes. Um, Cliff, it is, of course, the master of ceremonies himself, but often overlooked. And that is Gonzo, the uh, Charlie Dickon himself. Charlie Dickon himself, Gonzo, as Gonzo the Great, Charles Dickens. That's him, because he knows that story like the back of his hand. He does. Kendra, I came so close to including Charles Dickens's sidekick Rizzo the Rat. I think he is also <laughs> invaluable. To the Muppet Christmas Carol. Well, he is, but I only had room for one. Only room for one. Kendall, only room for one. You and I know about squeezing giant fat things into tight spaces, and there's only room <laughs> for one. There's barely room for one when it's up to us. I know, but yes, listeners, if you didn't know, the finest portrayal of any Charles Dickens ever was done by Gonzo the Great, the Muppet, in the Muppet Christmas Carol, which has been... History has vindicated me on this, and it's going to vindicate me on a lot of other things, too, because The Muppet Christmas Carol is the definitive version of A Christmas Carol. It's the best one. All others pale in comparison. Flush them down the toilet. It's true. What's true is true, Kendall. I believe it. uh, You're preaching to the choir here, Cliff. Listen up, choir. It's now time. (laughs) For a segment, a Christmas segment. Ooh, is it stupid? No, it is helpful. It's time to help some people. Oh, helpful. Fine. Fine, let's help some people. Let me just get my get my letter over here. Yep, you're gonna need to pull that letter out of the letter box over there. Here we go. Alright. Alright, let me open this up. Alright. Oh, do you wanna start? No, I want you to start. All right. Dear Cliff and Kendall, when my then boyfriend asked me to marry him, he didn't have a ring ready, but I happily accepted his proposal, it being Christmas time and all. We were in our late 20s and had been dating for almost 10 years. He then took me to the jewelry store so I could select one to my taste and liking within budget because they were having a big Christmas sale and he took a picture of the ring that I told him I liked that he would bring his mother back to hassle because she was good at the hassling. Well, well, don't hassle me, Kendall. I'm local. (laughs) At our engagement ceremony, um, Um, he he, uh, proposed to me and he gave this ring to me and it was not the ring I had picked out. Uh Uh-oh. In front of 40 guests, I just acted like I was happy and nothing had happened. And later in private, I told him um, that I wasn't happy at all uh-uh. and that it wasn't the ring I chose. And his answer was, his mother thought this one looked better. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And it, in my opinion, it was cheaper and tackier than the one I liked and that I was overreacting. And I told him that 
he had not taken me shopping, I would have not, I would have appreciated any ring he bought, but he brushed that off when I tried to discuss it. Why did he take me and then disregard my opinion? Am I overreacting? And that signed, Abby Fooled in California. You are overreacting. My advice is to break up and sever all ties. You'll both be happier. <laughs> helped. Helped. Put that one in the helped pile, Kendall. All right, got to. Let me find. Where does this one start? It's so many letters over here. Where is it? Hold on. Oh, letter after letter after. Oh, here it is. Okay. Oops, sorry, I didn't quite. There. Oops. Take so many. Open these today. Oh, here we go. All right. Oh, it says, "Dear Cliff and Kendall, what do you think about a person who refuses to wear underwear?" My husband is driving me crazy, Cliff and Kendall. <laughs> Cliff and Kendall, he hates clothing and usually runs around the house in a pair of old shorts worn well below the waistline, no shirt, no shoes, no service, no underwear. And when no one's there but me, Cliff and Kendall, he goes completely buck naked. He says he'd like to join a nudist colony because he hates clothing so much. We've been married for many years, Cliff and Kendall, and lo, these many years, I've bought him just about every damn brand of men's underwear to try, and he hates them all. Cliff, Kendall, I love my husband, and I'm not contemplating divorce or anything like that, but I am grossed out by his refusal to wear underwear. Cliff and Kendall, if you say I should just learn to live it with this, which I mostly have anyway, I'll try to keep my big yap shut, but... I hope you don't think this is letter is too ridiculous to read on the air. And by the way, my husband insists that there are many people out there like him. And that is signed, Nearly Naked in North Busheltown. Kendall, solve their problem. Uh, well, Cliff, first of all, you know as well as I do that we are way too fat to ever be naked even all by ourselves like the, we just want it covered up at all times so nobody can see how awful fat we are but there are other people out there that love to be naked i would never understand it but i get it and i think if you can't it. be happy and naked in your own home where can you be naked and happy now so, i don't know i'm gonna give you a ding for that kendall for the where can you part, be I think let him be naked when it's just you two at home. And, you know, just if it's bothering that bad, turn on the TV and look in the opposite direction. But that's what love is, being able to walk around naked and not being called out for it. I love it, Kendall. I love your advice of when the woman sees and is frankly not doesn't just see it, is disgusted by the big flopping wiener that flops out at her. Let it be, let it be. Speaking about your husband's penis, let it be. Oh, look, did you see Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, Turning, Mr. Snodbottom? They just <gasps> oh. won the outdoor competition. Oh, what's and what's the next round? Oh, the next, uh, oh, looks like, oh, are those gingerbread houses they have to put together? Uh oh. Oh, Ooh, the, oh man, I want to eat the leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> let's okay. Let, let's go out there right now. And tell them we got dibs on their leftovers. Okay, that sounds good. Well, uh, we'll be right back after this. All right. I believe in miracles, and I believe Cliff and Kendall will be right back after this. Ready for some hot action tonight? We've got just what you want. It's so easy. Just pick up the phone right now and call one eight hundred nine eight eight. 
Pete. We'll talk about whatever you want. So call 1-800-988-HEAT. Turn on the heat. Call now. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Cliff and Kendall are back. To big old boys, boys. Uh, I did not follow it. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Down, 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 down. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The Sorry, I didn't even see the light on flashing over there. We're recording. Sorry. Welcome back. Welcome back. back welcome back. back. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it funny? When What'd you spill over there, Cliff? I just spilled. I spilled some salt. I'm a, that's why I'm throwing it over my shoulder. Because oh, I just good. spilled a whole big, you know, I just had a bowl of salt over here. Because, you know, what? last week I was talking about, you know, I had a little tickle in my throat and I was not really able to taste just everything so i was eating these wood chips and kendall didn't even tell me they were wood chips i thought it was a box of cereal but it was wood chips and really they're not half bad if you just dip them in a little salt in a bowl and so that's why i have a bowl of salt over here but i did just spill it but there it goes a little bit over my we do have a lot of fiber in those wood chips. left shoulder and everything's going to be just fine from here on out. I thought you were just trying a new diet. I am on a new diet. It's called Eat Things I Can Taste, like wood chips dipped in salt. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Kendall? Eat. What are you going to do? I'm just going to have a Merry Christmas here all by myself and sing Jingle, Jingle, Jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-house open sleigh. Hey, bells, bells. Let's just sing multiple Christmas all songs way. all at once. <laughs> It's a it's called a medley, Kendall, like a vegetable medley, but with Christmas songs. Cliff, it's time to resume our countdown of the top ten best supporting Christmas characters. Holy shit! Holy shit! That's what I thought you would say. Where's the Tylenol? Cliff, number ten on eight seven six five, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, number five. Hit it! Give us number five. Oh, it's me. Yes, it's you. Whoops. Well, Kendall, I would put Todd and Margot from Christmas Vacation, but we already talked about them. And they're wonderful. Where do you get a Christmas tree on Christmas Eve? Smash comes right through the window. Don't you love it when right through the window. Elaine just punches 
Todd <laughs> right in the face. I do, because he deserved it. He deserves it. And again, we ask the eternal question, why is the carpet all wet, Todd? <laughs> all right, Kendall. Not them. We already talked about them, so I won't bring them not up them. anymore. But <laughs> number five, these. Uh, this is a, a co-shared number because it's multiple people. <gasps> okay. But one of the great parts in one of the great Christmas movies called A Christmas Story, where Ralphie gets yeah. his... BB gun for Christmas is Red Rider BB gun. Now, I want you to know, listeners, listeners, listen, if you've been listening for a long time, you know I'm the coolest cat around. I've always been cool. I've always been on the cutting edge. I've always been really ahead of the cutting edge. So, like, off the edge. That's where I usually am. And back in the 80s, before people realized how classic Christmas story was, before it got played 24 hours a day, on TNT, before they made all the stuff you can buy at Walgreens with Ralphie and the the rest on there, it was already a Christmas classic in my house, Kendall. Did you know this? How ahead of the curve I am. Cliff, you're so far ahead of the curve. There wasn't even a curve there yet. It was just flat land. It was, yeah. It was like I was standing there just waiting for the curve to catch up with me. So, but anyway. It's like you're in Langoliers. Right, it was very Langoliers of me. And so, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of classic characters in Christmas Story. Many could be chosen, but the ones I love are <laughs> the really surly and angry Santa and his elves that work at the oh, yeah. Higby's department store. The one that says, hurry up, what are you waiting for? The elf, you know, who's so mad. And then yeah. the... Santa, and he's, you know, uh, what do you want for Christmas, little boy? Oh, you'll shoot your eye out, and then he steps on his face and to push him back down the slide. And I just think, hey. if that doesn't say Christmas, what does? Especially to anybody who ever worked in a department store at Christmas time. You would gladly step on most of your customers' faces and push them down a slide <laughs> if you could. So I, I got a shout out to them, the surly and rude Santa and elves from the department store in A Christmas Story. I love it. That's love number it, five. Well, I, I truly wholeheartedly agree with you, Cliff. And I actually was thinking. When we were coming up with this list, I was working on, you know, who I was going to say, and I thought about Christmas Story. I was like, I wonder who Cliff would say for Christmas Story, and if it would be the same as me, and I was thinking Santa Claus. So it's, <laughs> it's just funny that we would both say Santa Claus from Christmas Story. Classic. Uh, oh, oh, why are they coming? Oh, they look so sad, but they're oh, coming no. over. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, it's oh. terrible. <laughs> I'm so we, we lost the competition. sorry, Lump. I never, oh, it's not your fault, dear. Oh, I can't believe I had a bowel attack all over our gingerbread house. Oh, no. Oh, uh, well, what are you going to do? Well, that is a shock, and I can't believe it happened either, but... It happens. You know, you guys, really, you gave your all in the competition in these reindeer games, or whatever it's called, and, uh, you know, we still, we salute you for having the Christmas spirit. You'll be the Christmas masters for us. Yes, you're always our Christmas masters. Always. Now, do we know anybody else who's left in the competition? Oh, dear, let's see. There's... 
Um, well, the, the man over there from Fizzy 111 that's always the Christmas master, oh, he's yes. going to be the winner, I'm sure. Oh, he's won the last ten years in a row. And the, well, let, let's see, we have three or four people that are, they're all farmers. We're, we know them, but not very well. And uh, is that Charles the Contractor over there making a gingerbread house? Oh, oh, oh Charles the Contractor. I Excuse forgot me? that he and Crockpot entered the competition as well. Yes, dear, look at them go. <laughs> oh, I, I have to say, I taught them all they know. <laughs> uh, now, the, the gingerbread house does look really good, but I can't... It just looks like Charles the Contractor. He's just l licking that one window pane. He's not... Crockpot seems to be doing all the work. Well, yeah, we know who's carrying the load in that team. <laughs> Whatever you say, boys, I'm just so distressed that we've lost the reindeer games. Sugar oh, love. dear, it's oh. okay. Let, let's go cheer on Charles and Crockpot. <laughs> oh, all because of my bowels. Oh, no. Oh, it's all right, dear. All right, well, don't go. Don't oh, go. Wait, 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 yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't head for the door yet. Just... Sit in here while you hang out with us for a minute. We're going to do some hot subjects. Oh, goodness, dear. Hot subjects at such a wonderful Christmas time. Should, oh. should we talk about hot subjects? Oh, my bowels. Oh, they're starting to flare up again. Oh, just oh, no, thinking about these hot subjects, boys. We'll we'll keep them uh, we'll keep them just hot enough that it won't bother your bowels. <laughs> All right, I'll hold you to it, Kendall boy. It's a fine line, Mister Snowbottom. Fine line, like the wonderful Harry Styles album. Okay, we've got uh, hot subjects here. Hot subjects here. Get them while they're hot. And I've got one. Are you ready, Kendall? Oh, uh, let's go. Now back in it. Busheltown, there has been a, a, a little rash of mayhem. In Busheltown, because all the nativity scenes in town are missing their baby Jesuses. There's a baby Jesus thief <laughs> on the loose. No! Oh, that's terrible, dear. Oh, what a terrible thing. Oh, Blasphemy. <laughs> please, Christ, the newborn king. Oh, no. Oh, I must get on the floor to play. Pray right now, dear. Yes, Excuse me. Pray. I'm sorry for hitting your piano, dear. <laughs> I, I, well, it's just, it's a big thing. The new Sheriff Frog Blast, who's the cousin of the old dead one, or whatever, he is on the case, I'm sure. But it is, it's happening. Aren't you glad we're not in Busheltown putting up a nativity scene just to have our Jesus stolen? Oh, dear, I'm, I'm just praying for those poor people back in Busheltown oh, that yes. are Jesusless. Amen. All right, well, I told what you it was hot. I can't really believe we're it talking about it on the air. It's so hot, but there you go. All right, Cliff and everyone, there's a very controversial thing that's happened lately. Uh-oh. Um, it's not often that a comedian can give an astrophysicist goosebumps when discussing the laws of physics. The comic Chuck Neese managed to do that in a recent episode of a Star Talk podcast, which is hosted by Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know who he is. We went and saw him one time. Oh, yeah. um, so it came up on the show whether life was a simulation. And all in all, there's a lot of physics involved. I'm not going to go into all the detail because it's boring. It's boring. But boring. Neil deGrasse Tyson said that there's a 50-50% chance that we're living in a simulation and not real life. Isn't that hot? <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> Goodness, oh, oh, what my. a ridiculous I, thing to say. I don't recall any Bible verses about a stimulation. Oh, of course not. I I don't even want to hear you speak of such, boy. That's not controversial. It's just ridiculous. Idiot. Well, I sort of agree. Why do? Uh, why? What is this? People think, well, is this a simulation? Oh, no. How dumb are you? This is just fucking well, life. This is, we have to live this. Yep. 
Because they don't want to accept how bad life is. I guess so. It would all just be easier if somebody just programmed everything to suck. Oh, Give us a different program. Do I don't want to hear any more about that. I've got, no more. I've got another hot subject that hits a little bit closer to home, home away from home, our old home we haven't been to in a long time, Busheltown. Kendall, can you tell I just picked up a copy of the Busheltown Examiner and that's where I got all my hot subjects today. I can see that. But anyway, <laughs> Kendall, there's also been another holiday controversy back in Busheltown and it's got people saying, is Banksy in town? Because all over town, there have been murals popping up on the sides of buildings and sides of farmhouses and barns of elves exploding. And it's just very distressing oh, no. to all the children who are walking by. And then suddenly, oh, it's a mural of an children. elf exploding. Those poor children. Please think of the children, boys. But anyway, a lot of people think that it might be Banksy coming to make a statement about the materialism of Christmas to, in Busheltown. What do you think? Uh, do you it's think, up for debate. Do you, think he would, do you think he would really hit Busheltown, Cliff? I, I mean, Banksy's probably going to do some unexpected stuff, and there's nothing less expected than Banksy coming to Busheltown. Dear, are you saying someone's going to rob the bank? Oh, we've got to call the bank manager, dear. We should alert them immediately. Oh, I don't want anyone robbing the bank. Oh, my. That's where I've got my CDs. Oh, we should call Sheriff Frogblast. We've got to call. Yeah, don't call oh. Sheriff Frogblast. He's too busy trying to find the baby Jesuses that had gone missing. Oh, that's correct, dear. That's right. All right, well, Kendall, do you have more hot, hot, hot subjects hot, to discuss? Well, Cliff, here, look, give me that paper. Let me, look, I can do this too. I can do this too, look. Okay. All right, Cliff, there's a, a museum is opening up in Busheltown known for its peculiar displays such as maggoty cheese, fermented shark flesh, and frog smoothies. Oh, it's a, oh, oh my bowels. Oh, oh, boy. That's terrible. Oh, oh, wow. Well, I just was reading from the Busheltown Examiner. I thought I, that was... Well, what kind of museum is this, Kendall? Well, there it's like weird uh, food and, and things that are like fermented and, and smelly. And they have the most strangest, the most interesting and challenging uh, different alcohols from all over the world. Uh, that some were made from... Uh... Uh, gin brewed from ants and there's poop wine and whale testicle beer flavored with the smoked dung of Icelandic sheep. Doesn't that sound interesting? Oh, deliver us this day of our daily bread, and deliver us not into temptation. And no, keep us sorry, I passed out. <laughs> I think Mr. Snobbot, he's over there mumbling the, the Lord's Prayer or something. All right, I look, I'm, I'm fanning you, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter. I'm sorry, I was just reading from the Bushtack Examiner. I'm sorry it got so hot in here. Oh, I didn't mean oh, for it to. Oh, no. All right, well, I've got just one more hot subject, and then... My subjects are closed, okay? <laughs> and then my subjects are, are cold. Right, yeah. Here, hand me and then paperback. All right. No, not that paperback novel. The paper, the newspaper. Okay. Oh, oh here we go. Kendall, oh, there is a controversy at the Busheltown Zoo over whom they have hired, or I should, should I say what they have hired to play Santa Claus this year. Oh! <gasps> What? What did they hire to play Santa Claus? Well, parents have been apoplectic once it was announced that Skinny, the Busheltown skunk, was chosen to play Santa Claus this year. So all the children, of course, are coming to have their pictures taken with Skinny the skunk. But children sometimes are irritating and they're asking for too much for Christmas and they're getting sprayed. Uh, well, 
They probably deserve the spray. Oh, 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 don't say that <laughs> about poor children, Candlebone. poor children, they've come to see Santa Claus, oh, and they're only seeing a poor smelly skunk spraying oh, all over why? them. What if Funky and Opie had shown up to see Santa and then, oh, oh, oh sprayed by a skunk? Oh, <laughs> Terrible. Oh, tomato baths we'd have had to have tried, here. Oh, man, I don't even want to think about the tomato baths, okay? I won't right, think that's, about it. That's my last subject over here, Kendall. Up for debate. Cool it off, Cliff. Cool it off. I'm done with these hot subjects. Woo! Cool them. Cool down, everybody. Oh, dear. Does that mean we should get back out there and cheer them on? Yeah, why don't y'all just go cheer on Crockpot and Charles the Contractor? Oh, and see, okay, dear. You know, we'll root for them since you guys are out of the competition. Crockpot, keep up the good work, dear. You're doing so <laughs> good well. Go, Charles. Good work, Charles. Oh, it, oh Charles. <laughs> We just need to go ahead and get him out of this competition now so we can move on. Uh, oh, <laughs> oops, I just saw he sneezed all over the roof of their gingerbread oops. house. Remind me not uh, to eat any gingerbread. Uh, oh, our, okay, Kendall, remember, don't eat any gingerbread. <laughs> all right, number four. 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 Number four. Is that where we're at? Uh, Is it my turn? Yes, it's my turn. Your turn. Number four. Four on the floor. Number four, Cliff. One of our favorite Christmas movies, you mentioned it a moment ago when you didn't want to talk about uh, Todd and Margot. Uh-huh. But another character that brings us great joy from that movie, often overlooked. Snots! Cousin the Eddie. dog! What? Oh no, Cousin Eddie. No! Okay. We talk about Snots all the time, but we never talk about Cousin Eddie. The shitter is full, Cliff. <laughs> the shitter, I repeat, is full. Ugh, Kendall, I couldn't be more surprised by this pick if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet. It's that time Christmas time is here Everybody knows there's not a better time of year Hear that sleigh Santa's on his way Just hit parade for Christmas vacation I'm just so glad, Cliff, but remember, we're not leaving here next month. We're leaving here in three months, <laughs> and we're taking that RV with us. All right, Kendall, what, what would you do with Cousin Eddie other than drive him out in the middle of nowhere, leave him for dead? Well, that's the best thing to do with him. I'd pour in some more eggnog as he destroys my house. Oh, Kendall, you got to love Cousin Eddie. He's, I mean, he's dealing with a lot of things. He's got a plate in his head. He's looking hold for a management <laughs> position, and, you know, yeah. and then snots on top of it all. Merry Christmas! Jenner was full! Man, Kendall, you know, in the spirit of Cousin Eddie, I want you to take $20 and just buy yourself something really nice for Christmas, okay? Just real nice. All right. You got it, Cliff. I'll do it. You got it? <laughs> All right, number four. Now it brings us OG, OMG, to number three. Ooh, number three. We're getting on up there. We're getting on up. Who's number three, Cliff? This is this is not the savior, Christ the newborn king, but it's a different kind of savior. God? Who she came, she saved Thanksgiving, but that's not why we're talking about her today. We're talking about the heart and the warmth and the love that John Arbuckle's grandmother brings oh, yeah. to a Garfield Christmas. Kendall, how did you know I needed a kitty on my lap? And, you know, this oh. is just, she's one of the great characters. She's trying to spice up that bland-ass gravy that John's mom is making. 
And yep. she's eating for two now, but that's because she's feeding Garfield and Odie under the table. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't you love her? How could we live without her? Oh, Cliff, I love her so much. And the, the thing I love most about her is that though we lose people in our lives over the years, she never dies. Every year, you come back, and there she is again, trying to spice up that gravy. Trying to spice up that gravy, being treated to some old love letters that John's cat Garfield found yep. in the garage. Oh. So beautiful, Cliff. I can't wait to watch that one. Brings me such joy and tears. Considerable heartache and considerable joy. Oh, can't do it. It's Garfield Christmas. You gotta watch it. Look it up, folks, if you don't have it on hard disk the way I do because it's a good old-fashioned Christmas down on the farm. A little overeating never did a body harm. Never did my body any harm a little overeating. Well, not a little, but what I've done what I've done to it is not fit to be talked about on a family show. <laughs> so, Cliff, I have two other people that are left on my list. That all right, all right. I I, I don't right, know right. which way to go because I don't know who you're planning on being number one. Uh, so, but I feel <laughs> like it's either one of these could be number one. Okay. I'm scared. I'm real scared. Just know in your heart, one of them might have to be a very honorable mention. All right. But they might not be. Maybe you're thinking. Maybe we're on the same track. I don't know. 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 All right, then Cliff, number two on the countdown. Only held back because number one is such a higher level. Um, Number two, Cliff, that's Snoopy (laughs) from A Charlie Brown Christmas. All right. Tell us about it. I can see from the smile on your face that I'm not too worried anymore. Don't, Don't worry. Cliff, Snoopy, Charlie Brown, or also the Red Baron, you know, he's just the the one that doesn't really talk, but says the most oftentimes as mm. he's walking around amongst the friends. I just, you know, Snoopy's a classic. I love him, and he always makes me think of Christmas and Halloween and all the great holidays. What's your favorite thing that he does in the special? In the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Uh... I, I get Christmas and Halloween mixed up a lot. It, Halloween is the one with the pumpkins, and Christmas is the one with the no. tree. <laughs> I know that. Well, oh, because he, he he's the one that helps like with the tree, th- that d- decide that it's not so right. No, no, he doesn't do that. I'll save you the time. I'll tell you what your favorite things are. Your favorite things okay, you. that Snoopy does in Chris, Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, they do use his decorations from his doghouse. Oh, that's right. Yeah, pimp yeah. out the Charlie Brown Christmas tree at the end. All it needed was a little love. But my favorite things that he does in the Christmas special, I love how he plays all the different animals in the, oh, yeah, the Christmas yeah. pageant. He can even be a penguin. And I love, <laughs> I will always love, and I strangely want to do this. I want to sit with a dog dish piled high to the sky with bones and just chomp on those bones. Oh, he did make those bones look really good, didn't he? Didn't he, though? It's like, well, I can see just eating a big stack of bones. It looks yeah. good. Never questioned it again when my dogs would do it. I would No. All right. Snoopy. As you said, he says the least, but oh, doesn't he say the most? Cliff, I'm so sorry, but <clears throat> have you seen? Uh, it looks like they were they had moved on to the next round. It looked like they had won the gingerbread competition. And Crock-Pot, is, they were doing the Christmas wrapping segment. 
Oh. And it looks like she's got a massive paper cut. Look at that. Oh, shit. Oh, I thought that was more paper on the floor. That's a puddle of blood underneath Oh, her. that's a big old puddle of blood. We, I oh. hope somebody's called the, the, the called 911. I'm sure there's a medic here at the reindeer games somewhere. Oh, but, oh, look, the judges, they're, she just finished their box and they still got, they still won the box wrapping oh. competition. Oh, my gosh. Oh, but. Wait, so what? Oh, but what about she's Charles? out. Is he going to go on by himself? I guess he'll he'll have to whatever the last round is. Oh uh, well, he'll never win the Christmas decorating uh, tree competition ever. Oh, there's no way by himself without crockpot. By, not by himself. I think all he did mostly was just sneeze on stuff. I think I did see him. She used his finger to tie the bow on the box. Oh well, that that that's saying a lot. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck, Charles. <laughs> you, you hey, they made it pretty damn far to the last next to last round, so that's good. There's no shame in being the runner-up no master shame. of Christmas. Just ask all those famous runners-up of Miss America and all that. They'll say there's no shame. No shame. No shame. All right, Kendall, and it's almost time for number one, but before that, I think we should do something really stupid. Oh, please, let me do something stupid. It's time for some stupid Christmas questions. <laughs> All right, here's my first answer. Sleigh ring, are you listening? In the lane is glistening. A beautiful sight, happy tonight. In a winter wonder. All right, go go on. I don't know how that's the right answer, but okay. Cliff, what's the biggest present you've ever helped with or helped wrap? Um, I remember I, I, I bought you a big bird easel when, when you were very little. <laughs> and I had to hide it Bitch. in the shed. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of anything to think. <laughs> Great, the biggest thing, moving on. The biggest things, and they're hard to wrap. You ever tried to wrap one of those big tins of popcorn? Those are hard to wrap. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. And yeah, my mother loved to buy those for people, too. I, lo- I love those. I'd I wish I had one right now. Oh, I, I didn't say I, would, I wouldn't eat one right away if it was available. I didn't Cliff, deny that your... you did say that. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff, what is your favorite reindeer and why? Rudolph, because his fucking nose is red as hell and he will guide that sleigh tonight, bitch. All right, I thought you'd choose Rudolph. Who's yours, All Prancer? All reindeers. No, it's a hate Prancer. Cliff, if you could take over for Santa, but you had, <laughs> but you had to murder him in cold blood to do it, would you do it? Oh, I like to spend Christmas with Santa this year. Help him bring joy and cheer. That's sorry. That's from Smoky Mountain Christmas that I was watching. That was not <laughs> sung by the evil witch Jezebel. That was the Dolly original. With help of the orphans, of course. But anyway, no, Kendall. Would you murder Santa? Hell no. Murder yourself. Oh, good. It was a test, Cliff. Good answer. (sighs) Pass. Pass another test. All right. Cliff, I've got one more for you. One more. Santa has given you a choice to receive 12 presents at Christmas. Or one present each month throughout the entire year. What do you choose, and why do you choose that? I would choose the 12 all at Christmas, because then that would make it feel very special and Christmassy to have them all at once. Absolutely. That's the right answer. It's the right answer. Don't ever forget, listeners, quantity. 
is what Christmas is all about. <laughs> Not quality. All right. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. That's all the time we have for stupid questions. Damn, those were stupid. Oh, shit. I know. I'm good at what I do, Cliff. <laughs> oh, look over there. Charles, he lost. They chose that other guy's Christmas tree just because it has ornaments and lights and tinsel and stars on it. And all Charles has on it is that, oh, is what is that, a, a used Kleenex? I can't tell what he put on there. Oh. I don't know, but it's you know it's right. He shouldn't be the winner, so I'm glad the other guy won. Well, I get Charles is a Christmas master runner-up, unless you know this guy can't perform his duties or whatever. Then <laughs> Charles. Oh, be, well, that would take a Christmas miracle. Clip. That would take a Christmas so. miracle. I don't look for that to happen at all. All right, Kendall, number one. Number one. Number one, Kendall. I cannot believe you. Missed this guy. He comes in about maybe two thirds the way through a great Christmas movie. Came out about 30 years ago. And he, speaking of people that help, speaking of the good people we want to emulate, if you should ever be in an airport and you overhear a woman saying she's got to get home to her son. I hope to God that you are also driving with a bunch of coconuts in a van and you give her a ride home. I'm talking about the one, only the polka king of the Midwest, Kendall, John Candy. In How could I forget him? Home Alone. You might remember his hits, Damavuji Polka, and the other Polka Polka, Polka Polka. Big hit in the Midwest. And anyway, Kendall, he's fabulous hilarious he and Catherine O'Hara John Candy I believe they made up most of their dialogue where you know <laughs> and John Candy poor the poor polka king he's out on the road so damn much even when he's home and he takes his kids to the funeral home leads, leaves his kid at the funeral home all day of course <laughs> later that night once they wised up they went back and got him and you know what it wasn't long a few years he was talking again but you know he's <laughs> just one of the great great Christmas characters. He is the reason that Catherine O'Hara was able to come home and say, see Kevin on Christmas morning in Home Alone. Kendall, the polka king is, I crown him king of the secondary slash supporting slash other Christmas characters from movies and or specials. Well, then I have to say, I'm really surprised at who you did not have on your list, which I thought would make it. Oh shit. Who did I forget? Well, I thought Clarence the Angel from A Wonderful Life would really make it onto that list and be really up Well, let, let, this brings us to the honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Was the, that who? Was evening. that your honorable mention? Clarence the Angel, the one you were going to say? or When I said there were two, it was yeah. Snoopy and Clarence the okay. Angel. That was the two I was like, I thought would be number one. Well, Clarence was 100% on my honorable mention list. He's very high up there. Yeah. Uh, ditto Donna Reed, who is the unsung hero of It's a Wonderful Life, Mary. Oh, and I had I had Bobby from Ernest Saves Christmas, just because I love Bobby. I love, yeah, both of them. They both. Yeah. What's the other guy's name? I can never remember his name. I don't know. Gaylord Sartain is the actor. The the two yeah. from Ernest, obviously wonderful. Yes. Uh, there's a movie. Did you know Bobby's still alive? I looked him up. I, I didn't know that he definitely was years ago. He used to usher at T-Pac 
and um, oh really just you know one of the volunteers you know yeah and i so long time ago when my mother and stepbrothers and i went to see something we we just all collectively shit our pants because he was the usher at oh the my show. gosh and because a volunteer you know he's a civic yeah. minded okay a couple other honorable mentions i love miracle on 34th street and there are two people oh, yeah. from Miracle on 34th Street I just wanted to mention. One was when I was a kid, I never could get over that Fred Mertz was also in Miracle on 34th Street. The, you know, oh, yeah. From yeah. I Love Lucy. And he plays a great character who tells the judge in the Santa trial, he says, maybe it wouldn't be so good if you found <laughs> that there is no Santa Claus. He sort of whispers to him. <laughs> He's great. And then the, the, my other favorite character from Miracle on 34th Street is when they're trying to find a place for Santa, Chris Kringle, to live while he's there playing Santa at Macy's. There's the one guy that works at Macy's. He's like, okay, I'll convince my wife. I'll get her real liquored up. And I'll convince my <laughs> wife to let Santa stay with us. And so he calls uh, Maureen O'Hara and says, oh, I've got it. She's she's agreed. And she gets on the phone and she's just wasted. And, and you know, she's, oh, I think Santa Claus can stay with us. I think that would be simple charming and <laughs> she, she is just very very funny i love her and then i love fozzy's mother from the muppet family christmas i love oh yeah. sally from a charlie brown christmas who she all she wanted was what she has come into her all she wanted was her fair share and i love yeah. jennifer lewis who plays whitney houston's mother and preacher preacher's wife even though they were the same age she's one of the great she's, <laughs> she's the mother of black hollywood that's why she's such a great actress for good reason she was the mother in that and that's just the tip of a very festive iceberg candle i think this was a oh sorry i was congratulating us but it looks like i should be congratulating is that Charles the contractor? They're taking the winner prize off of that one tree and putting it onto Charles's tree. Wait, what's happening? Why, Why is that happening? Oh, boys, it's a Christmas <laughs> miracle, boys. My goodness, dear, that's Charles exactly the contractor, what it is. he's won the whole thing, boys. He's the master of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, boys. Whoa, whoa, wait. Well, how is he the winner? His tree was. It had like toilet paper on it. I know, the other one looked so good, it was all lit up. Oh, yes, dear, but you see, he used a pre-lit Christmas tree, which is very clearly defined in the bylaws as being disqualification. <laughs> oh, very against the rules, boys. That's oh why my Charles, he's the Christmas master. Oh, bravo, Charles. Cliff, I told you we should have done the competition. We could have been the Christmas masters. Well, we could have been, but then, Kendall, we couldn't have done this Christmas classic episode that we just and it did. was a good show all so right you make so a good point you guys go ahead back out there we'll come congratulate charles i guess here in just a minute oh, yes dear charles oh nobody you is can't gonna don't deny it, it <laughs> don't deny it i'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna deny it Nice, nice, uh, nice. Well, this has been a fabulous Christmas episode, listeners. I hope you're having as good of a time as all of us. Oh, not that one. Let's go to a different one. <laughs> the F side of your single. <laughs> all right, Kendall. It's time to sign off. All right. Oh, I got a quote. I got a quote for us, Cliff. 
Christmas is just about my favorite time. Ever since I was a little kid, I just felt like it was my own personal holiday. And that is, of course, the famous Ernest. World. Know what I mean, Kendall? Know what I mean? I know what you mean, Vern. We'll see you here next week. Merry All Christmas. Right. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com.